calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello, welcome to our Gen UK podcast number 330. Oh, it's quite a lot, isn't it? That's too many. Feels like a lot. Shut it down. I feel We've like to tired. get the best out of the podcast, you probably do have to listen to them sequentially. Yes. So if you're just jumping on now, just pause it. You might not enjoy it. We actually have some feedback that refers to do that we? activity. Someone uh, there's a there's a podcast I like that's not this one called um, uh, <laughs> it's the John Robbins and Ellis James show on that's Radio quite, X. That's quite good. They um, they talk about people who go back and listen to the podcast from the first episode and there's like 150 of this then they're small for i compared yeah. to us um they call them retro oneers like you're a oneer if you listen from the first wow. podcast but you're a retro oneer if you've gone back are. i wonder how many people listen to this podcast have listened to every episode they should write in IGN underscore you all of you all nine of you they can remember the time when we actually had a decent email address yeah <laughs> i i looked at our listener stats the other day and felt quite intimidated I'm, I'm, I've kind of got a bit unconfident now. They phased you. There's too many of them. So that voice you can hear right now oh, is yeah. the voice of Joe Scrabble. Hello. And we're also joined by Dale. Hello. Driver. I yes. didn't know because I, I realised I did your full name. Mm. Yeah. And then I just went Dale. I was like, oh, no. Driver. You panicked. And should, we do, should we do full full names? Because I know what da- Dale's middle name is now. Ooh, Go for it. What Go is on. it? It's uh, Dale Clive Driver. That's it. Dale Clive Driver. What Solid I, English name. What I like about <laughs> Solid English name. What, what I love about that name is that you've got the alliteration of Dale Driver, mm-hmm. but you've also got the rhyme or the half rhyme of Clive Driver, which is just like well, there's so many bits of fun English going on in well, there. Well, that's my dad's full name. is Clive Driver. Clive so, Driver. That's, you know, a re- that's a solid name. Clive the Driver. It's, it's weird. My uh, my grandma and granddad they named, they had four kids and they named them every name begins with a C as well. I know, it's a real I've, naming I've convention. I know. I know. Um, a family who named all their kids starting with T and their reasoning was they had to put like little initial name badges on their school uniforms right. and so she passed so they just bought <laughs> loads of the same one kids. Yeah. you really want to save that much money have less children they were quite well as well 
I that's think why. That's why they're well off. Uh, interesting. You uh, figured it out. The most frugal family in England. The most frugal person that I ever knew is someone we used to work with called Rich Bear Park. I mm-hmm. always thought his name was so ironic. The cheapest <laughs> man I've ever known. Oh, well, he he rich. I thought you were saying Bear Park. I was he's like, a, Bear, he's Bear actually Park's... Listened to, he probably listens to the show still, so that's for you. I thought you were saying Bear Parks were famously, like, well off. Oh, the Bear Parks. Yeah, like, like the Rothschilds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought you meant, like, parks for bears. Yeah, like, They've got loads, loads of activities. Of them. All the so, so um, many co- Kodak, Grizzly, <laughs> Polar. Kodak? Do you mean Kodiak? Is it a Kodiak bear? Yeah. Camera bears. Kodak bears. I think that's one of those things that when you read something and you never have call to like talk about in conversation, you have yeah. like a mental pronunciation. Yes. Mm. Also, I still say Skellington. Do you? In my head. That's quite nice. And I have to like auto-correct it in everyday speech mm. because as a kid I always used to say skeleton. Because of Jack Skellington or? I'll probably, maybe. I think I just yeah. always did. I think that's one of those kind of words you mishear as a kid and it yeah. sticks. As- Mumbles are Final Fantasy characters. I remember Sephiroth, I thought for years, was like Sephiroth or something. <laughs> I never quite pronounced it out loud. I just ever, always read it. And then when I spoke to my friends at school about it, I was like, Sephiroth, whatever, whatever his name is. The the classic the one's that, one. um, <laughs> that, that famous Harry Potter character, Hermione Granger, which I, <laughs> Hermione was in my head forever until I, I think until I saw the first film, like I thought it was Hermione. Oh. Because, I mean, like... Well, how would you know? Like, I know. You just read... Yeah. You don't know. I like, mean, I was... lots of, like, comics names as well that I never knew how to pronounce. And like you, who? Tony like, Strack. Dormammu. Dormammu. Darkseid. Mm. Oh, yeah. Darkseid's Dark a weird yeah. one. Yeah, Darkseid seems right. Um, can't remember the full story, but I still want to talk about it just because the end bit's really good. So, um, <laughs> Skip the punchline. Isn't it? The I'm end. just ripping something from another podcast, but it's quite funny. Apparently, this kid, I can't remember what podcast it was on even, so this is a terrible story. Um, his father, his or her father, always used to say this phrase, and then afterwards, they used to attribute the phrase to the person who said it, right. which was Francis Bacon. Oh, yeah, I remember this. And then, what was this from? I Maybe you told me this. And then, and <laughs> so this person grew up thinking that there were two phrases. One, this phrase, the actual epithet, and then the other one was... And France is bacon. Yeah. <laughs> we will talk about movies and games at some point. No, 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 no. Let's keep this going. No. We get back to middle Riffin, names, by Riffin. the way. Oh, yeah, middle names. I think, Joe, you got to tell us what your middle name is. I'm Joe Valerian Screbbles. Valerians with an S. I'm on a podcast with a Clive and a Valerian. Yeah. This is amazing. It's pretty good. I'm a John. You've got to beat this. Is that John. 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 Yeah, but you've still got crew. I'm disappointed. <laughs> like... That makes me feel awkward now. See, podcast share a name with a For toilet. once, the, the majority uh, group in this room are people with Eastern European surnames, so you should yeah. feel pretty worried. Yeah. Get out! <laughs> We're go gonna, back to where you came from, your desk. We're going to go potato farmers on your ass. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, what have we actually been doing this week, apart from oh, yeah, just um, doing that? Um, Overwatch. Yes. Beta, closed beta, but mm. open close, as of tomorrow. And open beta. Oh, it's actually it's an open beta when people are listening to this podcast. Unnecessary, but even the closed beta, a lot of people were in. Yes, tons of people. Pre- all pre-orders. It's basically a demo. Yeah. What's well, it? Yeah, because it's got all the characters. <laughs> yeah. I think it's all the. I maps. was really impressed about that. But we played the game at where we did we live streamed it, and I was really impressed by how many characters there were. Oh yeah, it's great. I was more impressed by how much I enjoyed the game because it's a game that I've been aware of for ages. Mm. To be honest, I've never really looked into it or read much about it. I think that's half the thing. Is like I've been excited for it, but more because of 
Blizzard's presentation of it, those Pixar yeah, anima- yeah. Pixar style animations that they've been doing and things like really got me into, oh wow, this is a shooter with a tone I enjoy. Because yeah, yeah. most shooters, you know, are a bit bleak. <laughs> like a bit yeah. of colour. And, um, and then, but the thing that I think passed most people by is that it's come as part of a rash of this, like, how do we turn MOBAs into shooters? So you've got yeah. Battleborn and Paragon and this. When actually... This is just a really good skill-based shooter that does its absolute best to keep things interesting at all times. So you're changing characters mid-game, your abilities completely change. Like, you brought up the fact that you can be playing a character, and then the next one you choose might have completely different I really buttons. Thought, when we were, pra- like, I was having a go before we started the stream, I really thought it would be a case of, like, this button is my shield button, this mm. button is my projectile, whatever. Yeah. And then each one, very different abilities. Yeah, well, and I think that's the DNA they've incorporated from a mobile. Exactly. And they've not gone, let's let, let's force this into a shooter mode. There's a lot yeah. of like shooter DNA in there still. Absolutely. Like, it's a skill-based shooter yeah. at, at its heart. Like, you've still got to know how to play. It's just everyone has slightly different approaches to it. So you're kind of... In, in Call of Duty, where you'd be picking a loadout to play differently, in this, you're just going, I'm going to play as Widowmaker, so I'm a sniper for a bit. And then if things get up close and personal, you're like, okay, I switched to Reinhardt, so I've got a big hammer and a shield instead. And that's just, it keeps you, you're reading the tactics of the other team as much as you are yourself, yeah. like, if you're actually playing well. When you're, when you're playing yeah. as, when you're me, you're Roadhog and you're crap. That's, that's my whole role. But You're doing yourself down there. I did alright with Roadhog. You had some good moments. That's kind of the interesting thing, is like, once you've got the handle on a character, you suddenly realise how to play and how to benefit your team. Like, mm. This, it's quite a seamless move into being good with someone, which I find really nice. Do you feel like you could be good with all 21 characters, though? Do I don't think you would, and I don't think you would play like that. I no. think I think the best players will probably, because there are four classes of characters, right. they'll pick one from each so that they can assist their teams in different ways, yeah. but they'll have a really good handle on each of those characters. So each each class has their own sort of control method. Is it not broken down individually as well? Is it just even variety yeah. within classes? Oh yeah, there's yeah. tons so, yeah. of variety. Like, it's not like all the defenders have basically the same abilities but, yeah. to reskin. They're very different within as well. So like all the tanks will have a lot of health. Yeah. But my the one I like, Roadhog, is he grabs people with a chain, pulls them towards him, they're stunned, he shoots them in the face with a shotgun. Right. Whereas, uh, like, another tank is... Um, forgotten her name, but there's another one who's, like, just a, a, a massive lady with a huge gun. And so she it's just peppers people and stands in front of everyone else as everyone shoots at her. Like, right. So the way you play is quite different, but your function within the team is the same. So all the support characters, I think, can heal people, mm, okay. but they heal people in different ways. Oh, wow. um, yeah, it's really interesting. I'd be interested to see who we gravitate towards because we played a lot of Rainbow Six when it came out, yep. like a lot. And it got to the point <laughs> where we were we were all just always the same characters. Yeah. Because there's fewer characters in that game and less distinct abilities, really, mm. or less useful abilities. Like You found the ones that had the best abilities, and we always had them. Uh, yeah, I think it was more you you found your character, and then nobody would, like... People got... I got really protective of it. <laughs> you had your character, and then when I you weren't in the office... fuming. I was fuming when people picked Glass. <laughs> but when you weren't in the office, it would be a race to see yeah. who gets that character first, yeah. because otherwise it was out of bounds. Like, yeah. you had mm. your character, you don't go near Yeah, that yeah, character. ooh, it's a bit different. Yeah. Oh, I'm crap with him. <laughs> see, see, I think Overwatch calls for a bit more flexibility in how you play encourages a change between like deaths as well yeah like Like, certainly in our our game like you can even you can not die you can run back to your base Mm. and change character mid-round like like it wants you to be flipping around so like in the final game we played on the stream yesterday we noticed that 
we had to get into this one area but had three thin corridors to get in right. and all the other team did was switch to the three guys who had big shields mm-hmm. and they stood one in front of each and that wasn't a foolproof system we still won but it was amazing to it's watch your... the other team react to yeah, where they were in the game and how we were playing it because we had two guys me included just firing grenades constantly <laughs> down those corridors and they were just like well fuck you like here we go <laughs> come at us and it was really nice to watch people reading us and reacting and then forcing yeah. us to do the same i'm really yes. interested in acquiring that knowledge of like the maps and also all yeah. the characters to go oh i know the person yeah to tackle this situation i'm running back to base and equipping them yeah and i was listening to um someone else talk about the game on another podcast and they they brought up the fact that like even within those abilities they're not just you know they're nuanced enough and balanced enough to become very different the way you depending on how you use them so Widowmaker who's a sniper has a grappling hook yeah. and most char- most people will immediately go oh I can get back on I can get on top of roofs that other people can't get on top of to snipe from mm. but he brought up the fact that you could throw that grappling hook into a wall and use it as like essentially a teleport because you move so fast when you're using it so you just go and fly across the map mm. and take up a completely different position which is amazing like when you start thinking about how those different things can fit together and how different characters will harmonize right. like it's really it's like it's yeah. intoxicating i'm thinking it's, about it it's I'm, i am really excited about this it. like it's come from relative nowhere for me and after playing it yesterday i'm really looking forward to it coming out at the end of the month it's like oh it's a new big game that i wasn't really looking forward to i am now yeah um another game that's coming out soon is lego star wars yes which you saw I did. Weeks ago. You went to tt games up north up north yeah and if alex was on this podcast he'd ridicule just generally people from the north or it's nothing wrong with the north things let's not do it so yeah i got to i was lucky enough to get to go to tt games and see some footage before anybody else and all right i was a big fan i was (laughs) i've always been a big fan of lego games in general anyway as long as i'm interested in the franchise then i'm interested in the lego what's your favorite game Ooh, because there is a correct answer to this question i really liked lego jurassic world wrong Marvel, Marvel Lego, <laughs> absolutely. Lego Marvel is the superhero. Unbelievable. Which one, yeah. Avengers? First or one? The, the first yeah, one. That I was great. The second one, yeah. Not quite. It didn't look quite as good. The first one. The first one was unbelievable. I, I was blown they, away by that game. How they can make it different? Like yeah, I'm, I'm sure they have. The, right. I think they put a lot of the best ideas in that first one. It's like yeah. it's in. I think a lot of them are really big Marvel fans. It's something yep. to get that license. Like awesome. And they yep. did the, those little standalone missions where it was like classic comic book. Yes. And like they did a little, this little series of Daredevil missions, and like the X Men were so great. like what you imagine the X Men to be like nineties X Men. Yeah, yeah, because the yeah. Sorry to get off topic from yours, you carry on, you but carry the, on. the Avengers thing had to sit within the Cinematic, Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe. Where in, whereas in this, like quite quickly, I unlocked Red Hulk, and yeah. I was like, oh my god, this is unbelievable! Squirrel Girl, yeah, Squirrel Girl's in yeah. it. Like yeah. I love that stuff. One, like the X Men. Yeah, yeah. Arnest, Arnest prominent. Fantastic yeah. Four, Arnest prominent. It's a bit strange. So, uh, yeah, this this game was awesome. I mean, the studio was awesome as well. You can tell, like you just said, there were Marvel fanboys. You could tell there were fanboys through and through with all the stuff in that office. What's the, like, stupid question, perhaps. Is there genuinely a lot of Lego in that office? There, there's a there's a smidge of Lego. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, there might be the odd the odd figurine or two. Okay. Yeah, just lying around. There was a huge Millennium Falcon in the display cabinet. Nice. There was pretty much every vehicle you can think of from Star Wars was in that office at some point. There was even just un- boxes of Lego on the desk for with name tags on for people to collect. But they're so just ordering Lego in. But they're all damn. so obsessed with Lego. There. That's awesome. That must be a company pet that they can just like. It's gotta be. I'm sure they get some sort of discount. Or oh, some just kind. like free, you can get a set a month. I mean, <laughs> yeah. even if it's not like those Lego games are pretty successful, they're probably all 
you know, bit of that. Bit of money. That's the sound of money. Nice yeah, little yeah. learner. Good, yeah. good, good for audio, this is. Tiny. Just I did it, I did really it loudly into the, the mic. mic. Here we go, listen. What's the sound of one hand clapping? That's the sound of filthy Luca. Filthy Luca is a slight scratch. <laughs> so I got to see uh, about 10 minutes of gameplay, which is on the site now. You can check it out. So I got to see Poe's initial battle I suppose on Jakku which showed off the new uh, blaster battles they've got cover shooting cover shooting yeah, so exactly. like the thing that some people say oh, it's very similar but the franchise changes but this mm. one actually has properly new mechanics yeah, within been... a Lego game obviously covered by shooting isn't it? Yeah, I mean it's still a kids game mm. in its essence so they have to make it friendly for mm. kids to play and they want to get cover shooting mechanics in but it's very a simplified version of it but I think it looks fantastic and it, and it adds a different dimension Pun intended. Nice. To, uh, to the Lego franchise as well. And now they've got things like, for example, like you're always building objects, you're building weapons. Well, now the enemy AI can build weapons as well. They oh, just that's run great. And they can get on it and they can build their own cannons. What kind of weapon? Like like modding weapons? Or is it more just like... Blaster no, like So what I saw was a blaster turret. So yeah. it was, he built this huge turret and then the stormtrooper jumped on top of it and then put a shield over him and started firing. That's but great. it wasn't there a minute ago. He just started building it while I was on the other side of the screen. So Typical. I thought that was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Typical stormtroopers. <laughs> storm always, always building Lego. Conniving individuals, those guys. <laughs> But it's um, it's fantastic as well because there's a trailer that's coming out. Well, it's actually coming out today after we do this. So when this airs, the trailer will be out there, and that shows off all the the new adventures. So I don't know if you know much about this. Oh, well, the bits where they're filling in storyline like and stuff. Lore. Well, so they're kind of filling in storyline. Like they're filling in. I suppose you can say it's lore, but I don't yeah. think it's canon. But it's not. It doesn't weave into the main story mode. They're actually mm. like bonus missions that you can select. Oh, okay. There's one like, for example, you get to play as Han and Chewie when they hunt down the Raftars that are in the film. Mm. And then there's also a mission with Law Santeca rides a speeder bike. Who knew? At his age, <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. That's why I asked the story designer straight away. It's like, is he riding a speeder bike? And it's like, well, who wouldn't ride a speeder bike? Yeah. And I was like, well, touche. <laughs> oh, he got you, didn't he? Smash. So, so you coming? He's, he, they had a four-hour meeting about that. <laughs> <He's>, yeah. <laughs> and there's uh, so the Crimson Corsair. Do you know who this is? Dan might know. He should know. What? No. <laughs> so he was a character that was in the Force Awakens. So. When uh, Finn was saying he was going to join those pirates at Maz's palace. Oh, yeah. Oh. And there's a guy with a redhead, and he's got like sort of. How do I orderly <laughs> describe this on audio? Fins, fins. fins yeah. Fins, yeah, fins. Nice, yeah. Nice, mate. Fins, <laughs> fins, mate. <laughs> what? He had like fins coming off the side of his head and redhead. You'd recognise him if you saw him. It sounds pretty distinctive. You, you, yeah. you know. Oh, you know, head. You know, you know Dave <laughs> with the massive red fins outside. <laughs> oh, I don't know. He's actually got Crimson like, Corsair. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Crimsy. <laughs> Big Crimo. Crimo. <laughs> I think that that's just one of his uh, many names, apparently. He has what? about three or four different names. I cannot remember off the top of my head what they were. Cheeky. But they did tell me. Um, so we get to do find out more about <laughs> Red that Corsair, Scarlet Corsair. No, no, no. They're far more Star Wars-y than that. Okay. It's like Idaho, Iti Olu, or something. Idaho? <laughs> I just made that up off the top of my head. That's not what it is. <laughs> Something bizarre like that. That's like Indiana Jones's cousin, yeah. Idaho Jones. <laughs> <laughs> but you get to, that's another one of the new adventures as well. And then there's a few that they wouldn't tell me about, but I've got a good inkling there with Captain Phasma and Kylo Ren as well. Oh, so we get nice. to play a little story oh. beat to them. So where's, because I know they're filling in like the canon story behind C-3PO's red arm right. and stuff. Is that just in the story mode then? That's not one me, of those adventures. They didn't tell me anything about that. Oh. So I don't know if it's in the story mode or if it's in a separate adventure. 
but I'd imagine it probably is a separate adventure because they've got quite a few in there. And then, like they said, they don't appear in the story. He just said, for example, when you do the story mission, when you're on, you know, they're not on the Falcon, on there, they're on the the vessel anyway, where the Raftars mm. escape. After you do that mission, then the mission to play that becomes open. Oh, that's cool. About, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It opens up afterwards, and you just go up to apparently you walk up to Han Solo, pay him some gold bricks, and then he lets you play his backstory mission, which is pretty cool. That's cool. And also for all these extra missions, they've got all voice dialogue as well, all like new created just for the game as well. What with the actual voice actors? Yes, with the actual voice actors. That's ludicrous. What? So they got Han Solo, in, um, Harrison Ford in. They got Carrie Fisher in. They got them all in to come no in and record way. dialogue for a Lego game. Harrison Ford did new Lego dialogue. Yeah. In fact, one of the lines is he says. Get a Wookiee, cho- Wookiee cookie for Chewie. They made him do. Oh, they made him they say that. Him so you much know, that's it. You know he's that was like in the contract. He's like punched through a window because he had to say that. He was like, oh god, I, this is Contracted. silly. He was locked in. He didn't have a choice. Wish I was still making chairs. But apparently, apparently they're all really excited to see like the Lego versions of themselves, and they all. That is a cool thing. Like, that's I, amazing. I feel like sometimes yeah, people are really like actors and stuff who are incredibly wealthy. Yeah, you can still appeal to them by going, "We can turn you into a Lego, Lego yeah. figure." Definitely. I, I would love it. Imagine that. Imagine getting a Lego minifig made of yourself. I'm sure you can just websites. Yeah, but websites. Not official. Yeah, you want the realness. You want to be full on Lego boy. <laughs> no, I, I, full on Lego boy. Full on Lego boy. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the Crimson Corsair as well? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a <laughs> full on Lego boy. <laughs> oh, you completely made me lose Sorry. Track of this. I apologise. Uh, no, it's fine. Um, so, full yeah, on the Lego game. boy. It, it looks awesome, I think, and I'm uh, eager to play it. You know what another game is that looks awesome? Go on. Nice segue, by the way. <laughs> Don't laugh. Pro hosting. Come on now. So <laughs> Come on now. Come, come on down. <laughs> I've got a little story for you. Because <laughs> my thought process there, I can tell him looking at me. Mm-hmm. I saw you like run out with stuff to say. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, Uncharted uh, is good. Looks good. <laughs> Super. Also looks good. What goes <laughs> is good. Cut all this game. out. Cut all this out. Um, so I went to Rome the other week. What? Lucky you. To um, play a bit of Uncharted. I can't talk about the actual game. Right. Because it's all embargo. But I can talk about the event, I believe. I hope I can. And the presentation. So you listen to this. I'm going to tell you about our presentation. Okay. No. Um, but I'll tell you about... <laughs> I've got some slides. No, actually, let me, look, all right. I'm going to sell it more. All right. I can tell you an interesting fact. Oh, I'll it Come on. I can tell you about a, um ex... SAS man beating up Gav. Ross Kemp? Not Let's... Ross Kemp. So, there was this guy, so as part of the ex- Uncharted experience, we did some um, close quarters combat. CQC. Nice. That's what, yeah, that's what I'd call it, but mm-hmm. I didn't know how informed you guys are. How could you amateurs know yeah, about CQC? Have you had training? Like, I've played Metal Gear yeah, Solid games, I would call mate. it CQC. Metal Gear Solid know. 3 tutorial mode. Just yeah. all about CQC, I didn't want to assume. Just mash square, remember? Yeah. That's something we don't do in the Special Forces. <laughs> Throw your analog stick in a certain direction. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so what we had to do was like, they showed us how to like, basically dodge a right hook, disarm a person with a gun. Someone throwing right hooks at you? Yeah. And then disarm someone with a knife. What really? Yeah. Could you do it now? So we had yeah. If I came at you with that pen, there's a stand. Oh knife. mate, you don't want to come at me with a pen. <laughs> no, one sorry, play- I can only one-, only one place where that pen's going. I don't-, <laughs> I don't think I made it clear. I can only do knives. <laughs> I feel like you're knives. If you do any of this Jason Bourne shit, I'm lost. <laughs> Newspapers, magazines, those are all wheat too. Yeah. If that's I hard. came at um, you with a gun, would you be able to dismantle it in front of me? Oh yeah. 
No, so, <laughs> so obviously, the, the, there was this guy, I think he's probably ex-Special Forces, and they dressed him up a bit like Nathan Drake. Oh, okay. Um, no. And he was like, oh, I need a volunteer. And obviously, Gav, being very mouthy and being Gav, mm. volunteered. And he was just giving, like, heckling this guy while he was talking to the group. It's like, how much did he have to drink? Not, yeah. Uh, just a couple at that point. It was okay. about 11 o'clock. Enough. Um, and. <laughs> Gabba just had to hold his gun straight out in front of him. Right. It's a plastic gun, obviously. And and the guy was like, so what are you doing in this situation? And Gabba was just like heckling him. And the guy was pretty like smiley about it. But uh, what, as Gav continued, he just turned and went for Gav really quickly. And the gun went flying. He had Gav in a headlock. He was just punching him in the chest. Oh, oh like, that's awesome. And, like, we were on a balcony quite high up. And they were going towards the edge of the balcony. Gav absolutely crapped himself. <laughs> <laughs> like, really flustered. He's like, I've actually got a recording on my phone if you want to see it later. I absolutely Did do. he say at any point, you done me there, mate? Yeah. Yeah, that came up. <laughs> and, and the guy was like, there are four ways to... Um, dismantle, like disarm someone with a gun. Gav's like, maybe just go for one. <laughs> and he actually went through all four on Gav. Um, so that was fun. Um, that sounds awesome. I Vaguely horrifying. I think it's deep in my appreciation of Nathan Drake. How's um, Gav after all this? Is it right? Yeah, Can you make it he's not changed. Not changed. And <laughs> um, the knife one was interesting because obviously in those situations, everyone becomes like a smart ass. So people who like they were demonstrating with this like guy were. A knife was being held to your throat. Right. And people were like, oh, look, I can just wriggle out. And the guy's like, well, obviously you wouldn't, would you? <laughs> yeah. Like, you'd probably accidentally slit your own throat. Who was saying that? Just idiot. If anyone had a fake knife to my throat, I'd still be scared. Yeah. I don't want anyone near my windpipe. Get yeah. away from it. The well, trick with a that. fake knife. You'd any old knife. It's any, some pretty intimidating situation. And then any what you do with a knife is you can put your like arm up. And if you do that really quickly... It buckles their arms, so the knife goes away from your throat, mm. just because of, I don't know. And then they body, stab you in the belly. geometry. <laughs> and there's a way where you can, like, turn, you grab the knife, and you can, like, slash right up their leg to their... Jesus. Oh, Achilles tendon. To the mummy and daddy buttons. Nice. I know. It's kind of a bit graphic. I know. And then the guy, one of the things he said, like, what you can then do from this situation, if you want... Twist Disembowel this man. <laughs> I said this, go, what you can do from this situation, few femoral artery, yeah, Achilles heel... Oh, right up the arse. (laughs) (laughs) He actually said that was the last one. I was like... And then he said to me, yeah, but if if that happened, don't take it out. And we're like, what? He's like, don't take it out. I was like, why? He's like, you'd die from bleeding. I was like, I'm probably going to die anyway, aren't I? I've got a knife up my arse. What do you mean in that that situation? situation, Take it out of the femoral artery. What are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm pretty much screwed right now, aren't I? Yeah, I like how he took you to the side to tell you that because he thought this guy, this guy, this guy's, yeah, yeah, this guy's got, this guy's got our stabber written all no, over him. That's, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, no, no, that's how we went down. He actually said to this thing, he was like, yeah, you go, you go up the arse, and yeah, you wouldn't want to pull that out. And the, and the person was like. And then he said, you will need, need, need to stab him again. And people were like, why? Because it's serrated. Combat knives are serrated, aren't they? You bleed out. He goes, no coming back from that. <laughs> Jesus. Let's go, in, let's go inside. He's done that. Was this guy? I was, I was thinking, like, me and Gavin were like, can we get drunk? And then later on, ask this guy. How many are stabs? Have you killed a man? <laughs> By stabbing him in the, the ass. He's definitely killed a man. That if he's ex-special forces, he's that killed is a man. a actual military technique. He yeah. sounds like Gareth Keenan. Yeah, he is. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, is that the weirdest thing that you've ever done on a press trip? I've done lots of weird things on press trip. I probably yeah. can't. I, um, I once went to Sweden for a weekend of Paradox Interactive Games, mm-hmm. where one of the things we did in the evening was we all put... This is in the middle of the Swedish countryside, snow. And we put on cloaks with hoods. Okay. And we all got... Oh, like you did a, magic We all got a flambeau. A what? We, it's called flambeau. I don't know. What's that? What are you saying? It's like a torch. Okay. Okay. And you like... Say a torch. That might be another one of those words I've written. I've never heard <laughs> of a flambeau. And you, and you walk through... We walk through fields. I'm like... I think I've joined a cult. <laughs> it's the end of Kill List. Paradox Interactive uh, here's cult. This white hood. Can you just put this on? <laughs> Do I, can I only play these games from now on? Jesus. Just Crusader Kings 2 for the that's rest of your doing, life. Yeah. Um, that's a shame. That's quite weird. That is probably, very weird. probably other bits and bobs. What are you? I don't know. I've never, I've never had anything particularly odd. Like, I sat next to um, the face of Max Payne, Sam Lake, once and told him he should make an action biopic of his whole life. Was and he, re- he liked it. And then I started making jokes about his life and he was like, mm. no. <laughs> so he was just not into it. <laughs> did, did he, he didn't ha- like jokes about him. That's the thing. Did He's he a very serious man. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's his face. Like, yeah. he can't do much about it. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's not pulling that face all the time, though. He is, is when he? I'm making jokes at him. Oh, no. <laughs> it's about his life. Yeah, he's turned <laughs> Immediately. It's horrible. Um, that's probably it for that. But, <laughs> you know, this is what you want me to host. But one, I'm going to give you two facts about Uncharted 4. Nice. About, about the game. production. Yeah, because it was a presentation by Bruce Straley. Or Straley, I think he pronounced it. Voice of Straley. Again, too much about pronunciation. In <laughs> I this think it's podcast. pronounced Bruce Flambeau. Bruce Flambeau, <laughs> flaming Bruce. Yeah, and um, so there is only 100 meg free on the disc of Uncharted Four on, that's, a, on a 50 that's a Blu-ray. Big old game, and that's not even multiplayer. Multiplayer is a download. Download, yeah. Jeez. Second um, interesting fact, which I thought was interesting, is there's an area in Uncharted Four, the, a single area that is bigger than the entirety of Drake's Fortune. Wow. That's fairly... all, ex- all explorable? Yep. Wow. So they just, this, the amount of data just, that goes into that one location is big, more data than all of Drake's fortune. Is there, are there more... Is, well, maybe you can't answer I this. I did not know there would be follow-up questions. I was going to say, is there, are there more... Like, is GPGP Drive Drive that bit, you know, that bit that they're showing off where you drive a Jeep around? Is that just the... Like, is that most of the game? I actually is it an have open no idea game? about that. I can't tell. I what I've inferred, I actually haven't played much of it at all. Um, and what I think is, I imagine the game's going to like do its uncharted thing and then open up and give you like these little sandboxes okay. and then kind of narrow down so again. Is it kind of Metal Geary? Metal Gear 5 I, I doubt it's going to be as big as that. I just don't mm. think you can do the no, technical things they're doing at that level. That's true. Um, mm. Not that Fountain Pain's a. A bad looking game at all. That's <laughs> pretty good. If, yeah, any, if anything, all right. it's not too bad. If anything, yeah. um, Joe. Yes. What are you talking about? Civil War. He <laughs> <laughs> says no running order. <laughs> uh, I know we've already talked about it, but now I've seen it. And <laughs> so, also, most people listen to the podcast will probably have seen it. That's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Unless you live in America. Yeah. That's awkward. Tune wow. out for a little bit. Sorry about that, guys. I, yeah, let's, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything particularly, no. but like, I mean, that film's great. <laughs> let's let's just yeah. talk about that. But yeah. it's interesting. Like, like my basic feeling about it is that it's half Captain America film, which I'm kind of take it or leave it. That's yeah. all right. Yeah. Winter Soldier's a guy. That's fine. Um, and when they make the joke about the Manchurian Candidate, I was like, 
Yeah, <laughs> and that was a whole film that was a better yeah. story than this. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I didn't like that line. That was a bit strange. Um, but it's also half like the best Avengers film. Like it's the it's the first film where it feels like it captures all of these superheroes doing exactly what they're best at, right? At any one time, like so you know from their sense of humor to their abilities, like. You you brought up the fact that there's that Tony Stark line where he kind of breaks the fourth wall and he's like, does anyone else have any undeclared yeah, yeah. fantastical abilities? And that's kind of the best thing in mm. there because it is just balls out. Let's not hold anything back. You know, these characters are doing everything they can except weirdly Vision, who I yeah. <laughs> never really understood in that airport scene why he wasn't just destroying everyone. Everything. <laughs> yeah, because he can. Yeah. Um, I wonder if part of it is they... I think one, first off, I think it's brilliant that those guys and those writers are doing Avengers. Mm. Yes, yeah, and three and four. Yeah, like those are the perfect people. They can they've shown that they can manage all those characters, do long form storytelling, mm. and like really do set up and pay off yep. in a really satisfying way. I think the fact that that I think is the only Marvel trilogy. I know there's not been many yet, but they've had consistent writers across each installment, oh, which I think it really helps. Like you've got those lines that is in the trailer, like mm. I could do this all day. Yeah. Don't think they seeded it back then, knowing it, that would be the payoff. But they have an awareness of what's happened in the past, and they also, I guess, having consistent writers lets them play on the beats that they came to yeah. like and what they saw the world yeah. responding and well stuff to. That they maybe thought, let's put this in here because yeah. maybe one day, if we get to do three, we can pay off that. Um, I think it's both serious, but also fun and lighthearted. Yeah, and I think Batman v Superman. We got when we had discussions about that. I think people falsely align, um, like serious and fun. Like something can't be serious uh, okay. and fun. Yeah, mm. and I think some people feel like, oh, to be serious, you can't be fun. Mm. You know, I think like, Nolan's Batman movies are serious, but they're fun. I think this is serious, but it's also lighthearted. I think he does a really good job of balancing all those different tones. Yeah, which, definitely. And I, and I think they also don't fall down the lazy writing route of here is a comedy relief character, yep. like. Ant-Man aside, who is just pure funny which is, the whole time. Which is fine, because his whole like, standalone thing is, this is a comedy. Yes, yeah. Him aside, almost everyone in that film has a comedy line and a sadness line, if you yeah. want to put it that way. Like, you know, that's why everyone's come out of it going, Spider-Man's the best thing in this film, and Spider-Man's the next film is going to be incredible. Because he is... He's the perfect Peter Parker, like, wisecracking sort of asshole teen. Yeah. But he's also... He does play the sort of... I'm a teenager who just doesn't want to be caught really by my aunt. Like, yeah. kid as well. And I just think he, he, he comes across like he's, he's just, he's almost like happy to be in that environment at that point where like when they're mid-battle because he's just so exuberant about everything. Everything excites him yeah, as well in that exactly. situation. I don't know also eager to please Tony Stark because he's Absolutely, like helped yeah. him out and he's like, he's a young kid who's in, from New York who's an inventor. Mm. He obviously looks up to him and he wants to like please him and ingratiate like I don't know make him proud and, he, and he's, he's just lost as well. the father figure as well and he's got this new one perhaps mm. yeah they never really they just kind of skirt around that which I quite watching like watching the second time I think it's brilliant I think it's one of the best things they do with Spider-Man is when they, he says like why, why are you doing all this and he goes yeah. well if you don't if you have these abilities and you don't do anything and bad things happen it's because of you and there's a beat where he almost might talk about Uncle Ben but he can't because he's kind of He's an awkward teenage 
boy. Yeah. He doesn't want yeah. to talk about his uncle, who means a lot to him, to this stranger. Yeah. And it's it, like, you don't have to tell us. We all know. Exactly. That's exactly it. It's also got that meta edge where yeah, it's just yeah. like, everyone knows the story. Yeah. So why go over it again? The other just line, let it happen. He's like, he's like, how did this happen to you? Oh, he goes, oh, it's a long story. And he goes in to start it. And Tony Stark interrupts him. <laughs> yeah. And, he, and it's like, ah, oh, so good. Yeah. Very it's smart. It's very smart. Um, it's also, uh, I didn't know this before I went in, but for people who haven't seen it yet, there is a post post credit scene. Yeah, so right. there's the one you expect, and then there's one at the very end. So, and it, I mean, it's not a huge thing, but it's worth sticking around for. Yeah, I like, because I sat there for ages being like, because it was like, I went to a late screening. I was like, oh God, it's at one in the morning. If there isn't anything at the end of this, I'll kick <laughs> off. But there was, so it's all right. Yeah. So, yeah, stick around. Yeah. Yeah. Good movie. And yeah, yeah. like I say, Homecoming. Is there anything comparable to it in film? Like, long-form storytelling of that nature? I don't think there is. Like, in the sense of that universe, or just that three-part like, series? No, in the universe. The fact that... You know, I don't, going to a bit of spoilers here, but, like, Bond is mm. not, not really sequential. There's, like, cycles where there's yeah. a little bit of consequence between film to film, but in the, in the, in the, the wider view... There is no consequence. No. Mm. He's constantly reborn for each era. Whereas this, they really leverage the fact that you've seen a lot of things in this movie before without knowing the significance. Like, you've seen Tony Stark's father give Captain America the shield yes. in a movie. And at the time, it's like, ha, that's cool. He's done mm. about it. But in this movie, the writers take advantage of the fact that you've seen that to really leverage it into a big emotional beat. Mm. It's like they have all this story and exposition that they don't have to do within two hours. And I think, I can't really think of anything that's like that on film. No, lots of things trying to be like that now. I don't. Of the success of it. Yeah. I don't even know if it is like TV because TV relies on a single linear thing. Mm. Whereas this is drawing from, you know, yeah, it's like everywhere. It's like, like, yeah, it would be like lots of concurrent series then yeah yeah, and exactly and the closest thing to that is like flash and arrow crossing over and supergirl and stuff like that it's which is the same thing you know what actually the 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 equivalent is i guess is is comics well exactly (laughs) like they are doing that thing on screen it is the first time that they've fully nailed the feeling of those crossover comics as well like as good I, i like those avengers films but they don't feel like five different stories that i know and love have coalesced yeah. they feel like here are some characters you know here's a new adventure for them yeah and it mm. feels like yeah it feels like that crossover or like the kind of periodical event thing yeah. in a marvel or a dc universe yeah. where it feels like it's going to have ramifications as well which mm. is nice it's not going to just wrap itself up yeah oh well done then good yeah. work can well, i just say I, I fully do not believe that dominic cooper will ever grow up to look like uh what's his name from john Mad slattery, john slattery. <laughs> then he's not going to look as dashing as him yeah it's yeah. <laughs> an accident where he gets much more handsome i really, I really <laughs> like Cooper prosthetics oh yeah back into he, the question yeah but oh, john slattery's great isn't he he's great all right um th- Apparently, they've done really well, so they're going to bring out another Call of Duty game. This Weird. Year. I know. Um, that was announced. We kind of trickled out, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's as, <laughs> as a bit of a weird one. To do. I mean, uh, the best thing about that whole thing was uh, them essentially confirming their game using the poop emoji. 
Like that was that's the first time the Call of Duty thing <laughs> acknowledged that that game existed and that the rumors were true was them using a poop emoji, which is hilarious. Did you see that? Yes, it's, it's awesome. so good. Like some they replied replied to a one and a half year year old tweet about a guy saying, "I will shit myself if they announce Modern Warfare Remastered," and then they just re- replied with <laughs> hey, trouser poop. Hell, that tweet. <laughs> Save that tweet. It's incredible. I'll come back to it. It's just well known. I was told this week that the creator of the poop emoji didn't know. It it was a poop. They they thought they were what? smiley chocolate ice cream. That was <laughs> no the original. way. That's such. That's got to be a lie. Yeah. Let me research this. Um, <laughs> it wouldn't be layered like that in that sort of. It would have a cone sort of format. Well, if the, if the creator, I don't know what the original version is. Maybe been elaborated now that it's been what? retrofitted. If as the a poop. creator of the pooper emoji <laughs> made a picture of an ice cream in cartoon form without a cone, yeah. then they shouldn't. Be given any credit and should get no they more work. Be a designer, exactly, <laughs> because you're creating. What I would say to them is embrace it, embrace yeah. the poop. Don't talk about it. What's uh, yeah? There's got there's, there's loads of stories like that. Nobody isn't wants there? like here at a bar. You're going, oh, you know that poop emoji. I invented that, but yeah. it's not. Just say you did the poop emoji. Mm. People would love you. Imagine turning up at a party. Do you meet my mate? What he, what's he done? Poop emoji. What? Most I've got a t-shirt with that on. Woman. <laughs> it's on his LinkedIn profile as well. Just poop, poop emoji. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not chocolate ice cream that <laughs> people mistook. Yeah, it's like, oh, no. I can't, I'm trying to think of like a really good cultural metaphor for it, but there's nothing better. It's like. Yeah, no, I think this is the most seminal cultural yeah. thing of It's like era. those abstract artists and then their paintings get hung upside down. Just say yeah. it's that way up. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Everyone likes it. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> is the poop emoji our equivalent of Jackson Pollock? Unfortunately, yes. That's absolutely I'm okay with case. that. I'm really? Okay. Yeah, I'm all right with that. Just poop? What about um, Lady in the Red Dress? You always get to play the creator of the poop emoji in a movie. <laughs> what about the asparagus that everyone uses to mean penis? Asparagus? Aubergine. Not asparagus, no, aubergine. aubergine. I don't want to know what's going on. Got some problems, in, mate. Yeah. Unbelievable down funny. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my wee doesn't just smell of asparagus <laughs> Actually, when I eat so, asparagus. Do you know the genetics behind that? I've heard there are some. So, there are people... This, there's different um, genetic situations yeah, you can be in. We've listened to the same Richard Herring's podcast. Yeah. Do you know I haven't, so yeah. tell me. Okay, Regale so me. you can be... Oh, I'm going to get this wrong. So you can be a person who eats asparagus and breaks it down into the chemical that smells funny. Okay. And you can be a... But it's a different gene that you need to smell it. So right. you can be a person who produces it and can smell it, a person who produces it and can't smell it, or you can be a person and there's two more permutations where you don't produce the chemical i'd see the worst one of those is when you can't produce it but you can smell it in other people's <gasps> that's weight. definitely the worst so that means yeah. you've gone around smelling you don't other have, like, people's the cool, piss. you don't like you can't control it no what's exactly the, what's it's the just best option though produce it and can't smell it i suppose yeah produce it and can't smell it no because then you're putting it like out there for the people yeah but that's your, that's your, your power comfort is there your you have the strength there. But as long as you're <laughs> all right i think well, you know no one wants- the ideal would be like can't produce it can't smell it no one wants bog standard piss. Literally bog standard piss. Not that we're not like of eugenics. Yeah. What's Just to put that out there, we're not what? condoning eugenics. No, we're not. But what's, what's, we, we want a variety of fragrance. Should we go and get thinking, some asparagus and do some tests? Thinking about it, what's what's worse, like norm, the normal piss smell or asparagus piss smell? Ooh. Depends, doesn't it? Exactly. Like asparagus isn't that diet. bad a smelling thing. Does it smell like asparagus? Well, it smells like, like a bit like it. It smells more like it than piss. <laughs> 
Like, I, I can't argue against that. Yeah. You put, you've put me in a, in a corner. I actually don't think I've eaten enough asparagus to ever test myself. Yeah, I don't think I've smelled enough piss. This is a video, by the no. way. It's a let's play video. <laughs> let's play asparagus. Can I Piss Asparagus? Um, oh, God. How's that got there from Infinite Warfare? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think we've even said Infinite Warfare. No, we haven't. Just new That's Call of Duty. So they announced it, and then they put out a really long trailer. Yes. Yes, like three and a half minutes. That went from a field to outer space mm-hmm. to a planet, and then at the end there was another game. Oh, yeah. What do we want to focus on? There's a lot going on there. Okay, let's talk about Infinite Warfare and okay. the fact that it will be bad apart from the space combat. So it I is agree. Infinity yeah. Ward. Yes. That are doing mm. this. Infinity and... Ward's Infinite Ward Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. That was a short meeting, wasn't it? Yeah, they didn't, they didn't care. Have they said anything about a possibility of procedural generation they haven't uh do you think that could be a thing no that name? <laughs> no because they would have talked about it yeah there'd be it's more messaging around the that. thing is what i understand of the of the storyline is it's basically titanfall it's like a load of planets and there's bad guys who want to use them badly and good guys <laughs> who want to save them and it, that's titanfall and no yeah. one liked the titanfall story so what are you doing yeah, guys yeah. it's not even mechs should we talk about Modern Warfare then? Yeah. <laughs> it feels like that you've been overshadowed by your thing that you put out there to, to appeal to some people. It's so weird that they built that into that trailer. I felt like that could be a separate trailer on well, its own. Well, and also, yes. at, at, at the time we're discussing this, they're saying it's not going to be a separate release. No, it's it, not standalone. It will be a separate Definitely. Point. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because like, no, that's just leaving a load sorry. of money on the t- table. Yeah, but, It won't launch standalone. But yeah, so at the moment, to get that game, you need the Legacy Edition. Yeah. Which is 70 quid or something like that. 70 odd, 75, I think. Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pricey. Too much. <laughs> Too much. No, actually. <laughs> no, to be honest, I mean, like, from a cruel business perspective, they are doing exactly the right thing. Yep. Mm. Like, because, you know, the trend is apart. I think Black Ops 3 was a was an outlier but the trend for certainly for Infinity uh, yeah Infinity Ward I'm getting confused between the names now Infinity Ward's games have been trending downwards like Ghosts was not good right um, Ghosts is one of the most like bland Call of Duty and stuff in recent years for a game that starts with like the world being destroyed yeah like how did they do that a dog uh, they just had a dog that's <laughs> yeah. it they, that's it they switched uh, from like orbital destruction Ghosts is a cool name and you've used that now yeah exactly what are you going to do Infinite Warfare anyway <laughs> So they've been trending downwards. <laughs> they introduce the most loved one, and it comes back up again because yeah. everyone spends loads of money on it. Like it's just, they've they've nailed just remastered that trilogy. And also the remasters done by Raven, who are a cool as hell studio who have been misused for so many years that like you know it, it it's looked nice really to see good, him. didn't it? Like the scene Price have a cig- um, cigar. Yeah, love that man. He's pretty great. He's yeah. a pretty great guy. Imagine all gillied up again, but in a in like. You know, a I really realistic Chernobyl remastered version as well, yeah, like full on. Like, have you seen? Yeah, like when they did the the <clears throat> stream, they like showed. I oh, did they do side by side. by side, and like they've just fully changed assets to make them look cooler and stuff. Um, oh, oh, right. boy for there's, that. there's bits in tight inside the ship where it's not like here are some tanks. It's like here's some weird equipment, and it looks way cooler and better. It's like it's great. So I totally want to play that Modern Warfare. But I am no interest whatsoever in playing Infinite Warfare. No, I used to like. I used to always play the Call of Duty. I was never a multiplayer person. I always yeah. used to do the campaigns. Yep. It was like my little like. I used to like the roller coster ride of it. Yeah, yeah. get through it in a weekend as soon as it came out. I don't think I've done now the last two. I haven't played one since Modern I didn't Warfare Three. I think it was the last Call of Duty not I played. Missed out. Yeah, yeah. Like um, Black Ops Three, I think actually 
loved for a lot of reasons, but the campaign was was just terrible, like right. really poor. And and it feels like that company has lost sight of its own ideas. Like and particularly when we're going to play Modern Warfare again and remember yeah. how good that campaign was. I wonder how Infinite Warfare is going to stack up next to it because they've devolved into this like the Tom Clancy like gung ho bullshit well, when they yeah. started off as like genuinely like horrible ruminations on war. Yeah, and what I liked about that also I think the Modern Warfare series as well had that kind of just a small team of dudes in yes. a location like they get against all the odds exactly. or who who dares wins and yeah. it's kind of an Andy McNabb sort of fantasy. Yeah. I, I read a now brilliant- it's like the whole world is ending constantly. Yeah. I read a brilliant piece um by Phil Savage from uh PC Gamer where he wrote about the Modern Warfare campaign and remi- made a really good point which totally flooded back all the memories of it which is that game starts and nothing is like loud nothing is about you know shooty bang stuff you're silently breaking into a ship taking out people so that no one yeah. finds oh, yeah. out you're there and it's n- if you looked at that against I, I recent Call of Duty games it doesn't crazy. exist anymore yeah. in that one it's like precision well, it's just escalation's and- gone Crazy! Yeah. You can't slow. You can't slow down or go go back once you've done that thing. But, but surely you it's can. so dumb. You can because that's the next I extreme. Like, I don't isn't feel it? like they can though. The I next feel extreme like they, is strip it right back. But to then the basic. I think companies get into like movie studios do it, where you get in that place where you falsely equate popularity with what you're currently doing. Yeah, and yeah. there's still loyalty for the previous thing, but mm. it takes nerve to go back and do that other thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, you want, I want like the, a Zero Dark Thirty feel or yeah. something like that. You want loud, quiet. Learn yeah. from the Pixies. Come on, guys. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's uh, it's really odd. And I do, um, you know, I have some hope. For, I always have some hope for Call of Duty because it right. is a series that's come from such great a great place and yeah. that I have such fond memories <clears> of. <throat> like, they can do something. And genuinely, I am excited about flying a customizable spaceship around that, you know, it's mine and I've done stuff to it and I can take off from the ground and fly into space. And that, that sounds great. Like, that's why No Man's Sky appeals to me as yeah. well. Like, that's just a good thing. Um, what if but, this is No Man's Sky? What oh, if this is No Man's Sky? Oh, God. <laughs> You keep coming back yeah. to this procedural generation thing. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. Like, no Man's Sky is like, you get to the center of the universe, you get there, it's all fun. It's just Call of Duty. <laughs> it's, it's a hot like Call of Duty campaign. Price, he's like half like machine, and he's going, you're too late. You get to, you're you, too late, son. You get there and you get to name a bald, shouting man. He's <laughs> <laughs> going, this is what you deserve. <laughs> this is what you deserve, you scum. Can you imagine the first person who gets to the center of the galaxy in No Man's Sky True and calls that. something like shithead? <laughs> You're just like, oh, great. I, great. I want a British person to be the first person to get there. Yes, knobs. Bell End Planet or something. Bell End Planet. Also, the the universe. Come over here, I tell you. Oh, that'd be amazing if you get, like, there's a super massive black hole with the face of God in it, and you call it, like, Croydon. <laughs> well, that was Man. definitely happening. Now. That'd be amazing. Um, Can we just talk about how awful the music is in that trailer, by the way? Oh, God, that Bowie what is, cover. What is it? It's a cover of Space Oddity. And and that <laughs> will sound up. He just died. He just died and you're killing him again. I feel like the original song would have worked great in it that trailer as great. well. Like it's a really creepy what song. What style is it done in? It's okay. It's, so, you know um you know that everyone for some reason liked this, but you know that disturbed cover of Sound of Silence mm-hmm. in the uh, in the Gears 4 trailer? Yep. It's basically that for right. Space Oddity, but a bit louder. So it's just like ground control to me. It's like abusive. No. GBH of the year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was oh, so bad, yeah. so bad. 
Yeah, it made me sad. Poor choice. So, just, so mixed opinions. Yeah, almost. <laughs> yeah, the um, oh, those slow covers of popular songs in trailers again, have thing, to stop. All these things where everyone then goes, "Oh, people like that trailer, do that again." Yeah, so much easier to do that. Oh, than that's have just an awful. Idea. But then you got like you know the Suicide Squad trailers. They just use the songs in their original form and look at much how much like, difference. Well, they well, remember, remember the, the first one did the Bee Gees you- one. They did the slow With, cover yeah, of the Bee Gees. Oh, yeah, yeah, Those yeah. trailers are interesting, though. The massive U-turn in tone. Yes. You go yeah. back and watch that first trailer. So there's lots of rumours currently about reshoots on that movie we, as a reaction to Batman v Superman. We got told that's definitely not true. I, but, I mean, but who again, knows what they're consisting, going on. But you can... The trailers would lend some credence to that hypothesis. Oh, I think... Oh, yeah, because no. they said that the original tone was more Seven-like. All right. Yeah. If you watch that first trailer... You get that feel it's quite downbeat trailer yeah like what would be the patsies the mood's quite down it's quite melancholic it's a bit disturbed and then the new ones are all like bombast yeah but you know like that's what trailers do like you only need to go onto youtube and watch that yes. have you ever seen shining which yes, is the yeah, recut yeah, trailer yeah. with peter gabriel over the top yeah. of shining which is amazing but like you can do that with trailers but, but i'm can, not sure if the film that's the thing it's like you can do that with trailers to a point and then you get to a point where oh if people are really expecting this in the film Oh, well, that's we true. We need to change actual elements. That's like I feel like the the two, the second two trailers and the second and third one, they are that's going to be the film for me. That's going to be the the theme. And I the hope so. Cause I really like that's kind of what yeah. the, that's kind of what the comics are. Well, like, they have to they, look at the they, response surely and see. Yeah. Like you know, they've had a great response to those two trailers, so you got to follow suit. And if that means harsh re-edits, mm. then so be it. Yeah. Oh, imagine if you'd done all the edit on it. Oh. <laughs> you made Will Smith all I'm, sad. I've just finished. Just lock this. It's just lock this. All right, reshoots. Yeah. All right, Will. What we we love what you did with Deadshot, but could you just make it sort of like Fresh Prince? Yeah. <laughs> Let's have that. You know that. Just that he, he shoots people and goes, "Oh, what if?" Uh, imagine the Joker is Uncle Phil. Yeah, and Holly Quinn is Auntie. Viv? The Viv, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then the joke, well, who's Jazzy Jeff that Do the Joker throws Cal- out of the door of his house all the time? Um, Do we need to get Killer Carlton Croc? in? Killer Croc's good, yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we get Carlton in? He's, he's available. Oh, Carlton would come in. Carlton in the DC universe? Carlton is... <laughs> who's, like, nerdy but somehow cool as a result? Hmm. Mm, there's been some Jimmy Olsen's that are kind of nerdy, but, like... Mm, it's not good enough. I don't uh, know DC well, well enough. There's got to be... Oh, it's a matter. It can't be Jimmy Olsen anymore. Oh, yeah. Killed him. Just a bit of fun. See you later. Yeah. Bit of a laugh. Murder, <laughs> murdering people. It's, it's always a bit of fun. Yeah. It's, it's if you're Beloved the characters, get rid of them. It's yeah. if you're the Joker. Um, right. So that was a new game that was announced this week. There's another one that was kind of also trickling out. Yeah. This is the fun pre-E3 where people keep making mistakes. <laughs> um, yeah. Watch Dogs 2 is almost certainly going... Well, we know it's happening yeah. in the next financial year. That's just happening. But apparently they've swapped out the lead character according to uh, a motion capture actor who Instagrammed a picture of uh, another man in a bandana and a baseball cap but who looks a bit different to Aidan Pierce. He's serious. Um, still going for that same sort of design. Yeah, but he's got colour... He's got a blue bandana and baseball oh, cap. So now he's, what? he's probably <laughs> kooky. Um, it's a game changer. What's the lore behind that? Exactly. Well, how might a... He's not going to be hide, be able to hide oh, in an urban environment. descriptions on a blue bandana. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and he said, um, I'm... I'm the new lead character in a new video game series, which obviously doesn't Hashtag make any sense. Watch Hashtag Watch Dogs 2. <laughs> um, so, 
this is part of my reason for being like, maybe what he means is new main character. Like, he might just be another guy. He yeah. could be another hacker in that game. But then, then again, I looked back at uh, IGN's review of Watch Dogs, and we literally had the line, yeah. uh, Aiden, uh, there's not something like Aiden Pierce has... Is empty behind that trench coat yeah. or something you know that yeah. kind of thing He's personality generic, wise generic man ever awful terrible character um, like they had a line in that game that said ah oh, he must be suppressing his personality you're like no shit. <laughs> it's, it's almost he's, as if you could, he, He's brilliant at it. Yeah. It's almost as if you couldn't be bothered to write someone who was even grieving for their sister. Was it his like, sister? His sister and niece point. got killed, and yeah. he was like... How did he get killed? No, wait, no. His wife no. and sister got killed, and then they his captured... His sister was there who, in the game, wasn't she? she yeah, his was wife like, and daughter got killed, and then he was... His, yeah, his, his sister was sister like the person he went to to talk she? to every now and again. The yeah. fact that we scenes. can't remember is literally the point. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that was a shame. Um, but um, who knows? Maybe Watch Dogs 2 will be great. They said they want to take risks with it, and I would love that because the, what I wanted Watch Dogs to be is an open world puzzle game, essentially, walking right. around hacking to get by and not having to fight people all the time. Whereas what it became was, like, let's shoot people back yeah. and make bollards fly up. And do the same yeah. three tricks. Yeah. I mean, th- those three rotation. tricks were great at first. They were, but it's like... Mm. Yeah, but you did them all in the tutorial that, mission. Yeah, yeah, like, that true, tutorial yeah. mission was cool. <laughs> and that, then that was it. I didn't dislike Watch Dogs. I had some fun with it, but all the cutscenes, I pretty much, after the first couple, started skipping through them and was mm. just playing it just for the open world aspect of it. I had people tell me repeatedly that the multiplayer was, like, fantastic and they played it for months um really? yeah like play essentially you play play hide iPad, and seek with you and then you could like set off the traps on like an ipad or an oh the, yeah there was like that, that. Yeah. like this was more the one where you the dark souls style invading other people's worlds right, and they're yeah, told okay. someone is here and oh, you've yeah, got to yeah. find them before they hack your stuff and so like you do that oh, thing yeah, where you get into cars that. and then like lean back on the seat oh, yeah. or like hide under the oh, christ yeah i was that was a cool little bit of animation and like playing with that world that i liked and that's I want them to push that further. I want you to be like guys running around in this. Well, it's good that they're saying they want to take risks. Like, yeah. That's what we'd be saying in all podcasts is like, take risks, don't use the most generic um, song possible. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah Watch Dogs 2 comes out with like some Katy Perry Who song. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> Who let the dogs out? <laughs> I think that would be pretty good, to be honest. A little xylophone. That would actually be quite yeah, funny. Be awesome. So it won't be something as fun as that. Yeah. It'll be like... Baby, you're a firework. <laughs> and then, like, just a car I exploding. could totally hear that as well. You know? <laughs> uh, I could be an advertiser. Do you it's think they're well taking uh, much inspiration from Assassin's Creed then? Because obviously after their first game, they had a, a character who wasn't a massive fan favourite and then they recreated a new character and then... Who was one. Yes. Yeah, That's, exactly. yeah maybe. Maybe new blue bandana boy will be great. Yeah, who knows? I think he's called the Crimson Corsair. He's <laughs> <laughs> the Navy. under a... Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Ah, oh, see, Watch Dogs on an alien world full of cool aliens like Jack and Daxter or something. I'd be into that. Just do something weird. Still raising okay. the bollards. So though. Ubisoft, I realise you probably are quite far along in production of Watch Dogs <laughs> yeah. 2. But if you can incorporate Joe's feedback, I think Please. you will see the return in the long run. Yeah. Did you Absolutely. Ever, did you ever see how much people liked the trailer for Prey 2? Now, I know Prey 2 didn't go down. <laughs> it didn't work out. That. Games from like four years ago. It looked amazing. It's one of the most exciting trailers I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, and obviously... <laughs> made it. It's like, shit, how do you make this? Well, exactly. They obviously <laughs> couldn't make that game. But Ubisoft, I believe in you. Please try. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. Alien spaceship, please. You, you're welcome. Thanks, right. guys. Feedback. Yes. Who's first with the feedback? I believe that's Dale. Okay. Aha, uh-huh, number one. That'll be first then. Yeah. Correct. Hi guys. 
This is from uh, Aaron, by the way. Uh, following the Cube discussion on the latest podcast, I thought you'd like to see a few photos of a Cube party a mate and I held a few years ago, which basically involved turning our front room into an actual Cube. It's kind of incredible. So, uh, to, to recap, last week we were talking about, after the Crystal Maze that Chris went and did, other game shows that you could turn into, like, mm-hmm. party experiences, and oh, right. the Cube I came up. Cube the movie. No, nope, like we had this horrific. discussion on last week's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no, so the Cube <gasps> featuring Pip Schofield. So I'm going to hold these photos until I finish. But, so, yeah, they used tinfoil all over the walls. In total, there were seven games, all inspired by the TV show, and a full-size scoreboard adorned to the wall. I did tweet Schofield the photo of the night, but he couldn't care less. <laughs> we care, Aaron. Please, here, like, obviously, this doesn't benefit the audience. Well, massively. no, we'll talk about it. But I think it's great. Like, I love Ow. the idea that someone Casual pictures. Thank you. Yeah, like, there's tons of these. Like, look, he's like tin foiled his whole room, made the Proper made, logo. He's made yeah, the yeah. logo out of masking tape. This is brilliant. It's incredible. It's a significant a, financial investment yeah, into this project. I imagine how much tinfoil that is. That, it's that, unbelievable. That's one of those like, big rolls. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of those industrial rolls. Like there you go, should buy that. We will use it. Costco. Yeah. yeah, it went straight to Costco. Buy yeah. it. All, I'll have all of it. All your stuff. But like the sheer amount of work that has clearly gone into this is so cool. And if anything, Aaron, I want you to make the cube, but the what, Crystal Maze version of it What do you think London. happened after they finished the game? I mean, that would be the best bit, is ripping all that stuff off the walls. It would be so much fun. It took us three weeks to assemble this, but finish now. Let's go. Imagine how up. Live in the cube. Have a a game tomorrow? Yeah. (laughs) Make the most out of it. Like, it's never not going to be useful, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Imagine how hot that room gets. (laughs) How reflective. If the sun shines in there, that house is burning down. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine if it's like pitch black turn on one light it starts bouncing around you're just like oh my god <laughs> yeah some sort of feedback loop with light and you just burn your eyes out you made a time machine yeah works out that's how primer words work yeah it's good cool. it's very primer actually I, I really love that uh, so this is number two this is slightly more downbeat and serious and sad oh god. this is from Nicholas Gallagher <laughs> says Gallagher so I'm gonna say it like that there's a CH in it it's not Gallagher it's Gallagher so deal with that Nick. Uh, <laughs> here we go. I just wanted to follow up on something I emailed in about back in October. Now that the NX has been announced for a 2017 release and Zelda Wii U, as it used to be called, well, is, well I suppose it's not called that on everything, is it? It's going to be called something else. I haven't thought this yeah. through. As it used to be called, will be released simultaneously on both consoles. I can't help but feel kicked in the teeth by Nintendo. Ooh. To fall so short on the Wii U was an issue in itself, but the shining light at the end of the tunnel was always this new revolutionary open-world Zelda title. I'm left feeling like I poured money into a console that was ultimately only ever released as a placeholder in the market for Nintendo to remind fans that they were still there with HD remakes and the usual Mario Kart fare while they developed their actual next step forward, the NX. I can't help but feel totally cheated by a company I've loved and supported since the mid-90s, and it will now take a lot to convince me to buy an NX at all. That is harsh. Yeah. Oh, we'll buy an NX. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's making it sound like he thinks that was the intentional plan. Well, hmm. this is it. And obviously they're not. They're pirouetting and making the best of a situation that obviously... Why wouldn't they have wanted the Wii U to be a exactly. massive, tremendous success? Now, like the Wii U? I do get his point. Like, hmm. the building up to a Zelda was a thing they've been doing. Yes, it was meant to come out in 2015. Point. Like, when you look back at that first reveal trailer and it's like, 2015, you're like... 
Oh, no, even 2014, was now. it? Now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just like, it's coming out, and it's just not yeah. here, and but it, it is, won't be here. But it is thing was like, everyone just always, like, especially uh, like if you work within it, like, you just always thought it was going to get delayed. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Uh, but the placeholder thing bothers me because I am a massive apologist for the Wii U I love that console yeah. I know it like it hasn't done well for Nintendo and it didn't do well for third parties but the sheer like hit rate of that console on the stuff they released for it is so good and there is so much to find that people d- never played Wonderful 101 if you like Platinum Games it's one of their best like it's right. Hideki Kamiya at the highest powers it's so good um, like this, uh, at the moment, they've got this Nintendo Humble Bundle up, which includes affordable space adventures, which is legitimately the best use ever of the gamepad, Nintendo included, like, for a dollar. It's insane. Um, like, there is so much to discover on that thing. And seeing it as a placeholder, I get your point from a sort of emotional point of view. Mm, yeah. But, if like, as soon as that thing is, like, a hundred quid... If you don't buy it, you are missing out on some of the best stuff of the last generation. That's absolutely what I'm doing. I've never owned a Wii U, but I, now I know that the NX is definitely confirmed. Yeah. Waiting for that to come out and then drop the price on the Wii U. I'm going to go buy it. It'll, it'll, it all up. it'll yeah. be brilliant. Like, there's so much good. Like, Bayonetta 2. That's never coming out on another console. And it's one of the best action games ever made. So good. Like, an amazing console. And I'm sad that you feel that but way. Some, like, obviously, <clears throat> games in general have a fixation with the new. Yep. And possibly because it's also rooted in technology as it is in entertainment or art. Mm. I, when I was a kid, I got a NES, like one that Super Nintendo was a thing. Yeah. So I just got all the games. Yeah, just yeah. And it was great, and I didn't care. Like, and, mm. like, obviously, my friends at school had a SNES, and I eventually got one. But at the time, I loved it because I just had more games. Yeah. And I could get three games instead of one. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, I do think that the NX probably won't be a gimmicky console. I think they're going to go for a more straight down the line. Do you think? There's definitely yeah. going to be an angle to it of some kind. There, there will always be something... And peripherals yeah. and There will always be something weird with it. Yeah. But I do think they're going to try and be, here is Nintendo making a console that everyone can build on and we're going to have Nintendo games on it. They, w- they want to be people's second console after yeah. the PS4, basically. That's my, that's my feeling on it. And to a certain extent, that makes me really sad because I think the Wii U is like a hilariously odd attempt at something mm. that in many respects did work it just didn't work for a mass audience and if it was a bit cheaper i think it could have done really well yeah and so it's kind it's gonna be the last gasp of nintendo to, i think of them doing the weirdest possible thing yeah to try and fill a niche that never existed like i think that's great and it will be sad not to see that and you know what'll happen people going oh not very innovative anymore. exactly <laughs> they'll just be like well, well it's like the distinctive nintendo invention yeah it will be that one. Excuse you. It will come with like a game. It will come with like a wave bird, and everyone will be like, "Played this before, even though it's the best controller ever made." <laughs> you get what you deserve yeah, in this life. Exactly. Um, this is this is from Dean. In some of the previous episodes, you have discussed some of your favorite movie and game soundtracks. I was just wondering whether you guys have any favorite bands or artists you'd list, like to listen to that have sci-fi, fancy video game themes in their music. Oh, it's a bit, mm. but this is related as well. Recently, <laughs> I've been listening... That's probably why it was highlighted. Yeah. And recently, I've been listening to Anamanaguchi. Anamanaguchi. What, what, what Joe said? That one. Uh, <laughs> because Rory mentioned them, and I love their album, Endless Fantasy, and I also found out about this band called The Proto Men. Heard of these through Video Game High School. The Proto Men are a band that uh, just write songs about the Mega Man series. 
Really? I, yeah. Right, okay, okay, so I know very little about music in general. Okay. So I'm going to look to you to, to lead I the answer. I know a lot about music, but not this. I was really music. hoping someone else would fail this question. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting question that I don't have a great answer for. I think we're the, probably oh, the worst people to answer damn this question. All right, what I'm going to do with Dean's question is I'm going to put this to one side. And Save it for when later. Rory's on the podcast... <laughs> Do that one. I'll tell yeah, you what. Yeah. It, it's not um, Sorry, themes. Dean. It's not themes lyrically, but there is a band called Crystal Cla- Crystal Castles yes, who do a different so, thing to Animanaguchi. Oh, sorry, a similar thing to Animanaguchi, but with different results. Where they use like old Game Boy bits and like sound chips from games consoles, particularly on their first album. They did that a lot, and it's an amazing sounding album because they don't go straight down the line for that chip tune. Like yeah. they turn it into like soundscapes and. Mm really mess with it and it's great like it's well worth getting into Crystal Castles and they're not making stuff anymore because they had a massive fight and they're really angry <laughs> at each other <laughs> but it's um, yeah it, you that's... can listen to them in happier times exactly you can, uh, t- you can uh, obviously, obviously Team RKT a team oh, obviously, obviously never heard of them never heard of them get them off <laughs> <laughs> also Weird Al Yankovic's polkas about Pokemon were quite funny so that's he's done a polka about Pokemon of course he has it was on the original Pokemon right. movie soundtrack early because I've got something to go listen to, to. <laughs> I owned that Pokemon movie soundtrack it had Weird Al the B-52s oh, and I've not some th- others thought of that for a long time it was very it strange I used to the BC-52s the BC-52s <laughs> I had to make my uh, yeah I had to make my parents listen to that for like weeks really? <laughs> i loved that soundtrack it was, it's awful in retrospect it's great yeah so sorry uh, i really thought someone else might have an answer yep, for sorry you, about that. crystal castles go with it am i up yeah i'm up okay this is from jason i have a question now that the force awakens is out on blu-ray and dvd and giving your second chance to, of watching it has it changed your opinion of the film in any way I only saw it once in the cinema when it came out, and I thought it was a good movie, but not great. Now watching it a second time, my opinion has been pushed even lower, and I have picked Ooh. up a, on a lot more holes in the movie, which I did not notice when watching it in the cinema. And then he says, I was keen to get your views on the topic. If you've purchased it and have a chance to watch it again in the comfort of your own home, and have you changed your views on the film, good or bad? I haven't watched it again. I saw it three times in the cinema with various um, people... I watched all the extras and not watched the film again mm-hmm. yet, so I don't yeah. know what I think of it. What is it now? Five months later or something. Um, so I can't comment on that. But when I saw it like second and third time at the cinema, I still enjoyed it just as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like the first time I saw it, I was just kind of. <clears throat> I can't even remember the beginning of it that well. I was that excited. It was just such yeah, an yeah. event yeah. that I don't think I was my my brain was recording properly. And then on subsequent, I. I, I I don't think it has that many plot holes and also on subsequent viewings because it became a thing early on that it was so much a remake of A New Hope right, which yeah. I think on subsequent viewings actually became less and less apparent to me definitely really I agree. yeah I don't, well I think I, I think you can definitely do that but I think it also elides all the ways that it is very dissimilar to New Hope yeah um, okay. and it's the way you want to like consolidate the point I suppose I if you consider like story beats yeah. the real point of a film yeah. then you might see it as yeah. like a straight rehash but actually the stuff connecting it is yeah, very like different the surface texture is very different yeah mm. like I uh, also haven't seen it on home video release but I did see it on like Meg that's what it is <laughs> it is home video it's like looks worse yeah. <laughs> this is weird it's oh it's just New Hope on VHS rewind it rewind it yeah. watch that bit again but there's like the first time I saw it was on mega IMAX screen and yeah. the second time I saw it was on a significantly smaller cinema screen with like not a great sound system and stuff so there, I have had like a reduction in scale and, and excitement and all that stuff um, 
I have really enjoyed it both times. I get his feeling like the second time there are moments where certainly um, Han and Chewie on the what are they called Rathtar? Yeah, yeah. that Rathtar ship. Yeah. Like that bit really dragged for me the second time. Really? And I've seen other. I've seen people being like that is pure prequels fair. Yeah. And looking at it again, I was kind of like. Yeah, it has got a bit of that That's to it. That's an interesting sequence. Like, so when I watched the movie for the first time, that is, I think, one real moment where I was like, what is this? What is this? I'm trying to like think my way through it. And I guess that sequence is like, you, you know, what do people like from the originals? Each movie of the originals has a monster moment, yeah. whether it's mm. Trash Compactor, Wampa, or Rancor. Yep. And I just wonder, it's like, we need that beat. Yep. So is there a version of that? But it is a bit comedy caper a yeah. little bit and like to, uh, part it's a weird the, sequence and also when you see them like it's, it's decent CGI but obviously you just want to make something that looks very weird yeah yeah. That's and that Scottish gang <clears throat> they suck and they have the cast of the raid Cancer and they club. don't use them like they stand there and one of them at least gets eaten and that made me furious <laughs> I was like I'm not getting to see the guys from the raid in a fight like they do it's chore- mad. That's weird. Yeah, do they do choreography? I think, and then that's like their cameo. I so there was a load of talk about whether they were the Knights of Ren before yeah, it came and out. It could be yeah. like, and I think more flashbacks. I think they certainly they, could. be. Also, the Knights of Ren might still exist. Like, I don't think we found out Kylo Ren killed the other one. No, no we don't. They just yeah. refer to him as the Master of the yeah. Knights of Ren, but he never yeah. says anything yeah. about. So they could be. Yeah. yeah so that's. I, I think. That, I think they'll turn up. Um, yeah, she'll have to fight them all because he's going to like sm- Snoke's planet or whatever, yeah. isn't he? I yeah. bet they're all there hanging out, being moody. Um, uh, <sighs> I could be a Knight of Ren again. But yeah, like they're that that bit bothered me the second, particularly the second time round. Whereas like this section, like if it was gone, almost no difference. Like oh, yeah, I think you'd so. have to make no step. To get from here to here, yeah. whereas the rest of the film like barrels along and everything. Well, the only other and- bit, the, the, I guess, that sequence which you could transplant into another sequence is you get an indication that Ray has some kind of ability early on because her timing yeah. is uncanny. Yes, that's true. And she also shows a proficiency with technology. Yeah. But yeah, you could lift that and put it within another context. But she shows the proficiency with technology almost as soon as yeah. she's on the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Like it's she knows about how to start it up. So is that one? that's more like a little bit of force ability because she does the timing perfectly. Yeah. Well, that that whole sequence, though story wise, is there to to drive them to to Harrison, oh, so Han Solo, so he comes on and comes on the journey. Yeah, with but them. all all they really need is we captured the Millennium Falcon, yeah. we got on the ship and went, hello, it's our ship. Oh, actually, <laughs> like, yeah, but, well, but they wanted that- to keep the Falcon. They didn't want to actually go off and they didn't want to. Take, wonder- they said we'll drop, put them on a pod and drop them. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if the story beat more is. I remember talking to Gav about this at the time. It's that he is doing this kind of low-level crap still. Yes, like yeah. he's gone back to doing this. Just what he's doing, like grunt work. Like, but again, you can, very dangerous, reckless thing. Yeah. You can do all of that without the gangs and the Rathars turning up. Like, all yeah. of that is covered before any of that sequence happens. Yeah, and then that sequence serves nothing yeah. almost. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's very strange. But yeah, to to yeah, the main digression. to the main point. Uh, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good. Shut good up. summary of said point. Um, this email is from Jason Conway. Jason is a long-time listener, and he was having a bit of a clean-out of his PC, and he came across these. Not sure if you still want them, but I remember ages ago where you were trying to get copies of the early episodes. So he has put on a Google Drive 89 episodes of the podcast. And he says, um, P.S., you better still want them. 
because it literally took a week to upload them onto Google Drive on my internet. <laughs> Bad news. Yeah. We may have found them. <laughs> may have found them, Jason. It is still a valiant effort, and I personally kind. appreciate it very much. I really do. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Well, but thank you. Know, you. Like, you got really a shout out. You got pre- a shout out. Yeah, I do appreciate it. It sounds like that sounds really insincere, but I do. No, I mean that is appreciated. That's yeah. a lovely thing to do. See if we can share that link with anyone wants them. Even though we've got, well, we don't them need them. But the people might want <laughs> episodes one through to eighty nine because they were good. How back? How far back does the uh, podcast feed go? It, yeah, somebody actually did uh, messages the day, but I think it like early hundreds. Okay, so it's valuable. Mm. Valuable stuff. Those, are our, base, those are our basement tapes. Yeah, just yeah. stick stick that as like an eBay. You know those eBay auctions where it's like I'll send you a code or a bit of paper. <laughs> <laughs> like just send set up. I'm, we'll go to the public and we we'll go up to people. Hey mate, we've got the first mm. eighty nine episodes. <laughs> if you want, send you the link. Got them on. Print them out on little bits of pa- long paper <laughs> and I keep folded up in my wallet. Got them on uh, home video release for, just yeah. for you. Just get so, the codes uh, and just uh, slide them across the counter. Do you, want, do you want get that away from me <laughs> <laughs> who are you oh this is this is reminding me of something like just because I was imagining a, a very thin piece of paper with a long URL on it mm. there's an amazing curry restaurant on Brick Lane where on the, the signage it says voted BBC's best London Indian restaurant and the URL isn't a shortened URL it's a specific URL oh that's oh, amazing it's about 50 characters long <laughs> it's like BBC forward slash news forward slash one two seven eight yeah. What are you doing? Have you ever seen, Just use a quote. Question mark. What? There's that Parks and Rec. Yeah. Have you seen that Parks and Rec episode where she like tries to have a no. JPEG uh, put on a sign like for her campaign, right. and they just put the URL that she's oh. linked them to. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes around town, keeps seeing like this huge URL to a specific JPEG. It's great. Uh, have you ever had anyone offer you things in a pub? I don't think I go to the right pubs. So I don't think I ever. No, have. I've never been. I don't. I don't feel like. I want to look not friendly enough or like I'd be up for it. I want a guy to like sidle over and give me like, I don't know, like a load of like so dodgy watches. A snake. <laughs> what do you, what oh, do you want? He's just got like a load of snakes <laughs> hanging from loops in his. Want to buy a snake? <laughs> I'll get you a snake. Brown, coral. Yeah. <laughs> got snakes on this side, weasels on the other. Yeah. <laughs> Let's fight to the do death. You don't get them mixed up when replacing merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> just attacking <laughs> just these things like ah, just killing each other in his coat you're right mate yeah I'm fine there's this guy with this horrible wiggling <laughs> coat, coat. <laughs> writhing coat looks like a bloodborne enemy <laughs> ooh watch him you got a light eh? weeks of fire <laughs> okay um, that's good. it all yeah, done good all done lovely yeah. Um, let's yeah let's put this to an end bye see ya bye <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. 
You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.